Welcome to this week's podcast from Reality Christian Fellowship. We pray this message will equip and inspire you to love God, love one another, and love our community. For more information or to find out what's happening at Reality, check out our website at realitychurch.org.au or check us out on Facebook. We hope you enjoy this message. So before I start, um, I'll just pray. Thank you, Lord, for uh, the opportunity to speak this morning. And I just pray, Lord, that your heart is heard uh, from everyone that's listening right now. I just pray for uh, minds to be open, for for hearts to be willing to, um, yeah, just be changed and uh, to be, yeah, and just to be... Uh, yeah, softened towards you, Lord, and just lean into into the things that you're wanting. I just thank you, Lord, for for your goodness that it keeps pursuing us, even um, even when things suck. And so we just thank you so much, Lord, that, that you are constant, uh, that we have a firm foundation in you. Amen. Awesome. Cool. All right. So. Oh yeah. I got control, Connery. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Rob, um, I, Rob and I spoke about what, um, yeah, what I was going to be sharing this morning, and because um, we always catch up beforehand, and it's good. Um, and so, yeah, Rob really wanted me to share about uh, what we've been talking about at youth group uh, for the last for the last term, and so our our vision uh, for the year today is. Is be real, um, and yeah. So today I'm calling it um, calling the message keeping it real. <laughs> and so um, through the through the term, we've discussed um, a few different things about being being real with God, being real with ourselves, and um, being real with others. And yeah, we've explored a few different things in that. And um, yeah, it's just been it's just been awesome, and it's it's definitely um, yeah gone gone uh, right alongside of what what's happening in the church um, in terms of the the relational kingdom um, being our being our vision, and um, yeah, and I would love to yeah talk about that this morning. So um, yeah, and just living and um, yeah, cool. Right, so we've <laughs> yeah. So in the last few months uh, at youth group, we've we've discussed what it means to be authentic, and why it's really important to be honest when uh, you're when you're with each other, when you're with your loved ones, and um, how it, you have to be real with each other and not pretend about thing like not pretend that everything's okay. That it's it's really important when people say. How you doing? You can't just go. Yeah, everything's all good when things aren't. Um, it's really important um, to, to make sure that we have our have our people, our our friends, our family around us that we can rely on to say, no, things really suck. <laughs> and um, yeah, so instead of hiding, um, but we can be honest about that. And so, and also, we have to be like that with God as well. We can't just wake up every morning going, thank you, God, that you're my provider and everything's going great when things aren't going great sometimes. <laughs> so we've got to be real with God. Um, and, yeah, it's 
It's so important because if we fake our relationship with God, it's, it's a bit dangerous. And so I'll talk about that in a sec. But to start off with, I wanted to talk about our having real relationships with us as a church, as, um, as family, as friends. And it's, um, it's the only way that we can honestly really grow correctly. God created us to be in relationship with us. And that's why, uh, in, for us to all have relationship with each other. And that's why communion um, was such an important part about the early church was people sharing meals together, remembering who Jesus was and, and remembering exactly what he did for us, but sharing meals together, actually spending quality time with each other, it's, it's, um, it's key. And the thing is, um, I'm sure all of you guys have noticed um, sometimes in your life that where, where things get busy and, you're like, and, and work piles up or whatever and then you can't catch up with people. Um, you find if you've distanced yourself, um, things get things get hard, um, and and when you get lonely and um, you've distanced yourself, it's it's actually really hard to to get through things, um, and to get out of that rut is is sometimes tricky as well. We've got to make the decision to go. No, I'm setting some time aside to spend some quality time with the people that I know will will help lift me up, and so this place right now is full of amazing people that I would call um, very close friends that um, have definitely helped me um, with some stuff. And so, yeah. Um, So there's a right time and a, uh, there's a right and a wrong time for those types of conversations, those tough conversations. And sometimes in church we have (laughs) a tendency to sometimes have those wrong conversations. Um, So it's, it's got to, with, Living the relational kingdom, being real with each other, we've got to be sensitive that we're not overstepping our our um our role sometimes. And if we don't know the person well enough, and just coming up to them and um yeah, saying stuff that that I found that sometimes happens in church. <laughs> um, but I want to really focus on um yeah on on making sure that we can establish connections with each other where that can be done really healthily and like done right. And so um, I'm going to give you guys an example of... Um, oh, well, in Matthew 11, verse 19, um, you can go there. So I'll bring it up to you. Jesus, he talks about um, being accused. And so this is from the religious leaders that had no right to to judge him or to to say anything about him because they weren't close to him. And so he talks about um I'll bring it up. Yeah, he talks about being called a drunkard and a glutton, but in fact wisdom would prove what is right in the end. Jesus was being accused by the people that had not spent any time with him. As true kingdom expanders, which is us, we had to go into the places where no Christians have gone before. There might be a friend group where there is no Christian influence. There might be a family group around us that has no Christian influence. There might be a workplace with no Christian influence currently. Or there might be a geographical place in our lives where there's no Christian influence at the moment. 
Now, Jesus was going into all those places that had no, like truly didn't have any godly influence until he went in there when he was hanging out with all those, um, all those people that were rejected um, by the religious leaders. And so, I just, whenever I read about that, um, I get really encouraged. And and I want to just take a time this morning that for us to be encouraged about what happened with Jesus. He was called a hefty eater and a slosher. (laughs) But because of the people he hung out with, if we live in the relational kingdom and being led by the Holy Spirit, we will we'll be led to the broken people and that would probably lead us to being called names as well sometimes. When I see Jesus being accused of these things, I get challenged to ask myself, if the people I, possi- I hang out with, um, would I possibly get wrongfully called names um, by, by people that don't know me that well? And so, yeah, it's a bit of a challenge that I, that I constantly, um, yeah, have been going back to. But when it comes to the crunch, when the rubber hits the road and life gets real and some things get really hard, we need the people around us to lean on. The people here, and um, it can be people outside the churches, like from other churches and all that sort of stuff, but... We need those people around us to lean on and we need to be that for other people as well. And that's what God, God has called us to be. And that's what Jesus was when you read through all the Gospels. He was the, pe- he was the person that, that people would go to and lean to. There was th- groups of thousands of people. Now, um, with youth group uh, this term, we talked about being real. And so... I, I had a I shared a testimony I've not shared before um, until then, and so um, I know that some of you guys might know the story, so bear with me. <laughs> um, but a few years ago, I was running around town um, in my car. I wasn't wearing a seatbelt, and I had no P plates displayed on my car, and I was a P plater at that time. So. Um, I was driving around, I had a million things on my mind and anyway, I get pulled over and some, some, uh, yeah, police were like, Hey, were you wearing a seatbelt? And I said, no, no, I wasn't. And they're like, oh, righto. And they start writing up a ticket and then they're like, hang on, are you a P plate? I said, yeah. And they're like, you don't have any P plates displayed because I was driving through different cars and stuff like that. And I'm like, no, no, I've just been really busy. And they're like, oh, okay. Yeah, well, um, unfortunately, we're going to have to write up a ticket for that as well. I'm like, okay, yep, that's all right. I'm sorry about that. And um, anyway, I accumulated enough demerit points that I lost my license. I thought that was ridiculous because I felt like I wasn't being that unsafe. But anyway, that's just me being silly and young and, and all that. So anyway, I I didn't think that was enough for me to be losing my license over. So I didn't tell anyone and I pretended everything was okay. And I continued driving and even though I had lost my license. Um, 
Now, during that time, it was really stressful. Um, I had, every, every time I was driving at night, every single set of headlights, I was looking to see if it was a cop car and then if I thought it might have been I'd pull over on the side of the road and wait for them to pass or whatever because it was it was actually like really really bad I was not healthy at all um yeah it was so stressful every time I saw cops I would um yeah really freak out and anyway I got pulled over at one point because they they know my 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 plates and stuff and they pulled me over and they're like don't don't you have a suspended license? And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah I do. And they're like, well don't drive again, all right? Get someone to come and pick up your car. And I'm like, yeah okay, yep. And then when they drove off, I waited a few minutes and then drove off again. And so like I, yeah, it was really bad. Like it was really stupid. Don't do this at all. It's really bad. <laughs> um, then. A few weeks later, um, I was with Lani in the car, in the Macca's car park, and the, the cops, they, um, you know, they go through Macca's, um, late at night, and they saw my car again, and they're like, hang on, aren't you, you're not supposed to be driving? And I'm like, yeah, I know, and they're like, you know what we've got to do now? We've got to impound your car. And so, that happened, and Lani had absolutely no idea. I had not told a single person what was going on. So I was doing this alone, and it was so stressful. It was it was horrible. Anyway, Lani was sitting in the car, going, "What's going on?" And she was freaking out. It was really bad. It was yeah, like obviously I just broken her trust, and like it was it was really bad. And I was trying to explain everything. I had not told mum and dad. They they were really um, upset because um, they're like, "Why didn't you come to us?" And anyway. Um, I had to go to court to talk about it all and all that sort of stuff. And so, yeah, it was a big deal. Um, and even after when I was able to get my licence back and, and all that sort of stuff, um, if I ever saw a police car down the street, I would freak out because I'm like... It was, it was just an instant panic. Um Yeah. Oh, and, <laughs> well, and, and that's the thing. Like, when I was on my L's... I, I I had the opposite. It was like um, whenever I saw a cop car driving, or you know, a, um, a speedo camera on the on the side of the road, um, and I was on my L's. Mum would go, "Oh, are you, are you speeding?" And I'm like, "No, no, I'm never I never speed, so I'm never going to have to worry about it." And like, I'm going to drive as if there's people always watching me. That's how I used to drive, and so I used to make sure I was always, you know, had a had a clear conscience. But I ruined that when I tried to hide something and live with it. And I did not include God in that decision, obviously. <laughs> um, and I was leaving him out of out of that as well. Um, and so when I was trying to hide it, um, yeah, it just, it, it did put it, like, it, it was a wedge in my relationship with God because he, he wasn't involved in every part of my life. Um, and so, yeah, even after I was allowed to drive and all that sort of stuff, it's still, I had to go through that with God, with going, no, don't panic. You, you don't need to panic when you're, when you're driving and you see a cop car because you're not doing anything wrong. And I had to like really retrain my brain, um, 
but I'm I'm there. I, I would say I'm happily back <laughs> in that place where I can. I, I don't I don't instantly panic um, about that sort of stuff. But I can tell you how how much easier that would have been. Like that whole experience would have been if I was honest, straight up, just go, "Hey, mum, dad, I done goofed, and I." Uh, I lost my license and they'd be like, oh, really? And, you know, they were, because there was a period of time where I had to be driven around and all that sort of stuff and they stepped up and they, they did it when, because we live out of town as well and um, I lived with, um, I moved in with a family member as well because she, she let me stay in the spare bedroom when I was having to work and um, and it was just everyone around me just stepped in and helped me with that and so... Um, if I did that at the start, I wouldn't have had to go through any of the horribleness. And, um, yeah. And so I just, that's a pretty extreme case. I'm not sure if many of you can relate to it, but it's, it's so important that we make sure that we go to each other. And it doesn't have to be everyone. It has to be, you know, have to be wise with who you, who you go to with, with certain things. But definitely make sure that you have people in your life that you can go to with those tough things, with those hard things that, um, yeah, that, that just really suck. And, um, yeah, it's, it's good around <laughs> when we can, when we can have those people. And I can definitely say I've got those people around me, um, right now. And so, um, uh, yeah. And I want to talk about being honest with God as well. Like, um, you know, and so it's really, really important that when we have our when we go and, and pray to God in our prayer life, that we don't construct these really nice prayers that we could we could say to anyone and everyone, but we need to be really real. That um that can that can show our dirt and go, God, I'm I'm really struggling with this. Um David uh in the Bible is famously called a man after God's own heart, um, which is related to the fact that he wrote the Psalms. And it demonstrates such a deep understanding and a love for God. Also, on a very related note, um, how much of the Psalms do you think is praise? Take a guess. Or, oh, a percentage or... Um, take a guess at the percentage of how much of the the Psalms is lamentations, which is like lamenting. Right, so anyway, if you've had a think about it, 70% of Psalms are laments. 70%. Now you think generally the Psalms... You can think, oh yeah, they're generally pretty positive, and you know, God knitted me together in my mother's womb, and He thought of me before the foundation of the world. And like you think about all these amazing, wonderful things about David being in love with God and writing um, all these songs, but seventy percent of them is talking about how life sucks. <laughs> and I think King Dave was not in love with God because God made him have a, an easy life with no issues. He was in love with God because he had a, because God was present in the valleys and in the shadows, in the, in the hard times. 
And sometimes Dave didn't even, didn't even really feel God's presence. He talks about that. That he's like, where are you, God? I pray to you, I go to you, and nothing's happening. It's really healthy to be able to admit that. If we, if we feel that, um, we, we need to be able to say that. And if we've got people around us that we can say that too, as well, um, yeah, that's, that's so, that's so powerful. Mm. I can promise you that God wants those conversations. He wants those honest things. Jeremiah 33.3 says, Call to me and I will answer you, and I will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. When we're going through those tough times that we sometimes don't feel God's presence or we don't feel the love of God enwrapping us in our everyday life, if we still, if we go to him and say, God, where are you? It's in those moments that we will see God in a, in such a powerful and different way that could not possibly in any other time. And so God will use those times to really prove himself to us. But it's, it's not easy. It's, um, it takes a bit of, takes a bit of faith. Mm. <clears throat> but, um, in Matthew seven twenty one to twenty three, so we'll we'll go on this. Um, we'll read this out together. It's a little bit. Now I've got a, a paraphrased just a couple of words. So bear with me. So this is Jesus saying, "Not all those who say I am Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven. The only people who will enter the kingdom of heaven." are those who do what my Father wants. On the last day, many people will say to me, Lord, Lord, we spoke for you. We casted out demons and we did many miracles, including working bees, making coffees at church, handing out communion and even cleaning up the bird poo from that one time that the bird was trapped inside the building for a few hours. But I will tell them clearly, get away from me, you do evil, I never knew you. <laughs> Every time I hear this verse, um, it really challenges me. I have to check and see how authentic I actually am with God. Am I hiding anything from him? Is there something that I need to talk to him about? And it can be literally anything. It could be my diet. It could be how early do I wake up in the morning. It could be how did I think when I spoke to that person. It can be just as as simple and um, minute as as anything, just our attitudes. We need to be honest with God. What we bring to God needs to be authentic, needs to be real. We can't beat around the bush and play down how, how we actually are feeling. Yeah, God wants authenticity. He doesn't like us being fake. He doesn't like us saying everything's all good when it's not. It talks about if we're room temperature, Christians, God will literally chuck. <laughs> it makes him sick because that's not what Jesus died on the cross for. He died on the cross for us to be real with him. So I just want to encourage you guys this morning. 
that I see uh, I see you guys as being quite passionate for God and quite real. And I know that a lot of you guys um, that I know personally are quite honest and open. And so I just want to encourage you guys that, that I do see that. Um, and and if God calls us into tricky things, into things that are, that are not not super easy, I would ask you to just to just lean on each other. So to come around each other, being in a relational kingdom here, we can we can call to each other for help. And I'd ask you this morning that if um, if we're going through good or bad things in our lives, that that we continue. He's not to, to lean into God more and more. That that he's not scared. He's not worried about <laughs> the things that the things that we're going through in our lives. No matter how bad it is, no matter how um, yeah how bad it feels to go through them, God's not going to ditch us. He. Uh, He's, he's there. He's seen it all. He knows exactly what we're going to do. All the wrong things. And Jesus had that on him when he was on the cross. And he dealt with it so that as we live in our life today, that we don't have to be dealing um, with it by ourselves. So this morning, um, I want you guys to just remember to, to keep it real. <laughs> and um, yeah, that was a shorter message this morning, but I just really want to encourage you guys to um, yeah, really treasure the relationships we <laughs> to really treasure the relationships that we have with each other, because what, what we see here right now is actually a glimmer um, of, of what's to come. Heaven on earth is actually, it looks like this. When when we can come around together, be honest with each other, help each other out when we're going through stuff, that's that's actually bringing God's kingdom on earth. And so those, those types of relationships um, are going to just last into eternity and it's going to be awesome. So, um, yeah, really treasure it. And, um, yeah, and... Um, yeah, I challenge you guys if you if you're thinking about um, if you if you're actually not sure about who might be that close to you that you can actually talk to the talk about those things with. Um, yeah, go to go to God and ask Him because um, He knows He knows exactly the right type of people um, that you need, and and it can change, and that's okay. Um, not everyone has to be our bestie, but. Um, yeah, God's designed us all differently um, for for a different purpose, and that's okay. So that's good. All right, I'll pray uh, for us to finish, and that'll be good. <laughs> Lord, we just thank you so much that what you what you won on the cross it means it means so much for us that that we can live freely. That we, we don't have to do things on our own. We don't have to hide from you. We don't have to be perfect before coming to you. But you want, you want our dirt. You want our rubbish. Because you're our healer. You're our comforter. 
and you're attracted to the mess because you love helping us and fixing us and, and restoring us and, and just giving us such a better life. Not an easy life, but one with you in it. So we just thank you so much, Lord, that you are, you are God of everything and, and that we can just give that all to you. We can give our whole life to you. We don't have to worry about you rejecting us if we come to you with our, with our hurt and our pain. So I just pray, Lord, that, that we can lament to you without, without hesitation. As we go through stuff, we can go to you immediately with it. We don't have to hide at all. Thanks for listening to this week's message. We pray it challenged and encouraged you to keep growing in your walk with God. For more information and to find out what's happening at Reality, check out our website, realitychurch.org.au or find us on Facebook.